Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Why won't you date me? The podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though I would leave my house at midnight to get you whatever you wanted. Oh boy, my guest today, you have seen her on Three Busy Debras, which is very fucking funny. Um, she's been on Miracle Workers, Broad City, she's written for High Maintenance, Pod Save America, The President Show, Mitra Johari! scoop ba ba da 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 do <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hi, Mitra. How are you? Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> I have a question. Are you in the midst of moving or have you just moved? I just moved um, a week and a half ago. So all the okay. stuff is. Yeah. What if? But what if I said no? <laughs> no, I've been in this place for two years. I would have been like, Mitra, can we talk? You <laughs> have boxes just everywhere. I just love the feel, the aesthetic of having an assortment of items in a cardboard box. <laughs> I mean, I have boxes in my room right now, and I have not moved in years. I just keep ordering shit on the internet. I know. It's the only thing that makes me feel good is knowing that there's something coming to my house for me. Yeah. And I've started trying to buy from like ethical people and not like ASOS or forever 21. And it's so much more expensive. It's so much more expensive. And it's just hard to find, um, (laughs) cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I've been, I've been like trying to get home stuff on like Etsy or whatever and yeah, like resale places. It just takes so fucking long. But Etsy, 
is now confusing because I was looking for a tiny hammer, <laughs> you know, for, for a fun time in my life, no, for like a stupid fucking bit. And I found one for like $4 and I was like, sick, let's get that one. And it was from China. And I was like, this isn't the Etsy I know. Yeah. Every, everything I try to buy on Etsy is like $8 and then shipping is like $46,000. Uh-huh. And then I just end up getting it at Target. So yeah, but Target is truly a dream come true. I love Target. I just went back to Target for the first time since quarantine last oh. week and had an amazing morning and like went to the Starbucks. I just I just remembered all the things I love in one place. <laughs> got myself a big drink, got a cake pop, got a bunch of candles. Uh, that's Target. I love it. I went in to get like two small household items and left with like <laughs> a cart full of shit and that I know that I didn't need. New clothes. I love it. That's what I love the most about Target because most Targets, when you walk in, you have to walk past the Starbucks. So you yes. go, okay, let me get some yeah. Starbucks. Then you keep walking. You're like, well, I have to look at the clothing. And then you go, wait, which way is the household stuff? Oh, I should have made that left before I went straight to the clothes. Well, I might just hook around. Ooh, there's shoes. It's a whole thing. Yeah, I do a lap around before I ever get the things that I need. That's like in Clueless. Have you seen Clueless? Yes. When uh, Cher goes to the party and she's like, we have to do a lap before we commit. <laughs> yes, that is, that is my target aesthetic. <laughs> I fucking love it. Mitra, can I ask, you are not single, correct? I'm not single. How long have you been in a relationship? I have been in a relationship for like two and a half years, about. That's nice. Um, That's so (laughs) nice. How did you guys meet? We met at a show and we were friends for like a year. And then I was coming to LA a lot for work. And after a while, it just sort of hit me that like every time I came to LA, we saw each other every day and we're talking all the time. And I was like, oh yeah, just my friend that I see every single day and I'm attracted to and then eventually realized that. Uh, I wanted to date him. (laughs) That's fucking cute. Okay, because I've been like looking at so many memes because I have so much time. But um, there was this meme I saw last night where it was a picture of this girl in a truck with like a like a projector screen or whatever. Like they're in the bed of the truck and they were like laying there and she's like, my boyfriend rented a truck and put up my favorite movie. And underneath it was this person who had like retweeted it who's like, I don't think I've ever dated a person who likes me. And I was like, yeah, I feel that. Nobody's ever done anything nice like that. And that story's like, oh my God, you guys were like friends who cared about each other and then started (laughs) dating. Mm, It's rocking my world. (laughs) There was a week where we just went to the Americana like six times. Which is like, yeah, it's like so trashy. And no, it's but not. It's like suburban delight. Yes, uh, it really felt like so familiar and nice. Just be like, yeah, I guess we'll just go make fun of Stefan Sur La Table again. Honestly, sounds like a dream. I love the Americana. I love the Grove. Yes. I like outdoor malls. I think they're delightful. 
I love any mall. Mall culture is so, I'm from Ohio, so mall culture is just such a big part of my identity. And the mm-hmm. Americana is such a, a special, a special place to me. I miss it so much. Same. I really miss going to a mall. Yeah. I'm from Jersey, so we had our nice mall, our shitty mall, the mall in the middle that my mother felt comfortable dropping me off with my friends alone at. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I miss it. We had Tri-County and Kenwood, and those were the two like big malls. I, I was closer to Kenwood. So <laughs> a uh, lot of my time is it. I literally was talking to um, Sandy and Alyssa, the other Debra's, and I was like, Kenwood Mall is like the best mall in the world. <laughs> and I like, said it completely <laughs> sincere. I was like, that's probably not true. <laughs> but meant it. My favorite is a real hot take that you're like, nobody asked for this. <laughs> they were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I guess the best mall in the world. <laughs> we had Mammoth Mall, which was a good mall, but then became a shitty mall. And then Freehold Mall was the creme de la creme of malls. And then the the Woodbridge Mall was also pretty good. I just miss starting at one end of the mall and walking to the other <laughs> end and then going, ooh, an escalator. And then doing the same thing on the second floor. Yes. Ugh. And maybe buying shoes. And but Auntie like also Anne's. maybe not. I miss oh, I love Auntie Anne's. I love an Orange Julius. I yes. love a food court. Ugh. I love I love a sample at whatever yes. Asian fusion restaurant. Always yes. the, the teriyaki chicken glaze being oh. handed to you. <laughs> Probably will never happen again. Petra, <laughs> <laughs> that's like I'm sorry. depressing. <laughs> I'll say when it comes whenever <sighs> it comes back, I will I will take one <laughs> whenever Same. they feel comfortable doing it again. <laughs> I mean, that's so wild. We're never going to have samples. Did they stop doing samples at Costco? I that was wonder. just thinking that I was like, that would be so sad to me. Like such a huge part of my childhood was like spending the day yes. walking around Costco. <laughs> eating. Yes. How many siblings do you have? You have a sister and a brother. Oh, okay. Both younger. I feel like that, yeah, that warrants Costco. It was just me, my sister, my dad, and my mom. We were a family of four. My mother would shop as if she was feeding a whole village. Same. I mean, my dad would usually be the one who would cook, and he would always cook for like 10, and then we would just have the, the food for the rest. I think it's like an, maybe partially an Iranian thing where it's like you're just cooking in bulk for like whoever comes over, whoever wants uh, something. I like that. I love people like that. Like my mom used to always have shit for people. Like if you yeah. came over, you could have whatever because she had it. If yeah. you come to my house, I'm like, do you either want air or like water in a <laughs> mason jar? I don't have anything. Yeah, I really, as, like as a result, I really don't know how to cook for one. It's so depressing to me. And anytime I cook, I cook for a million and then just sort of let the food rot. <laughs> I do that with a lot of vegetables. Mm. I'll get in like a vegetable groove and then be like okay I need eight heads of fucking cauliflower nobody (laughs) needs eight heads of cauliflower and it just like goes bad because I'll make like a sliver of the cauliflower and be like "Mm, I'll save the rest for later so you gotta fucking eat it so wait you're Iranian (laughs) Mm -hmm. are you first generation or were you born there first generation my dad immigrated ah how old was he when he came over he was um, 16 or 17. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but really young and came alone. Oh, shit. 
Mm-hmm. That's like terrifying. Yeah, his older brother was here, but he was yeah, like pretty pretty on his own. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty brave. And then did he start out in Ohio or did he end up in Ohio? He started out in Kentucky. He went to school in Louisville, <gasps> Kentucky, which is where he met my mom, and then they ended up in Cincinnati shortly after. This is like my dad and my mom. Really? Except it wasn't Kentucky. Um, well, my dad was in Canada for a little bit with um, my my grandpa. Then they moved to Chicago. My dad met my mom in college. And then they moved to Jersey. Sweet. Yeah. It's sweet and it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to think about. A lot of times I'm like, do I have to go back to like college to find a man? And uh, the answer is no, because they're too young. All of the guys I met in college were so cool. (laughs) (laughs) You should definitely go there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to college where there was very many straight men. I went to this like two year conservatory where Everyone was basically a homosexual. Like they even let us live together because they were like, nobody's fucking. <laughs> it was tough. It was so hard to like find a date because you'd have to like go out into the city and be like, hello, I'm 19. We're at the Blarney Stone. Would you like to date me? <laughs> well, I went to state school in Ohio and it was a lot of really sort of scary heterosexual guys. So you could also sort of experience that if you wanted to. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I feel like I dodged a bullet by going to theater school. Yeah. Yeah, men in like the age of like 18, 19 with like hormones and uh, fucking entitlement issues. It just sounds literally terrifying as like a 38 year old woman. I don't know how old am I? Well, and then all that stuff sort of goes away as soon as they turn 20. <laughs> JK. That's so wild. <laughs> JK. I can't believe like women are sent to <laughs> these places alone to deal with men alone who are like learning and growing and maybe not learning, like kind of like getting together with like a gang mentality be like, we could do anything we want. Well, yeah, it's like frat culture or even, yeah. or even if you're not in a frat, it's like OSU where I went is so um, like sports centric too. So there's just a lot of like sort of mob mentality that goes down. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yeah. That's, Terrifying. Wait, you went to Ohio State? I thought you went to Oberlin. I went to Ohio State, but I met you at Oberlin. Um, Yeah. You were the only funny person in that workshop. (laughs) It was literally astounding. I'm also a terrible teacher. (laughs) No, it was I I still remember. I was talking to someone the other day about how um how nice you guys were and how I always used to wait like five hours in line to see you guys at DCM because you guys were so oh. nice to me <laughs> <laughs> and so funny. But, Thank you. But it was like, like, so like that you guys were the only people that I knew in New York and that I used to message you specifically on Facebook all the time about <laughs> what New York was like. And you were so nice. <laughs> well, cause I wanted you to move to New York because literally it was a group of, I don't know, 10 kids. I'm a t- truly a terrible teacher and I can only note people who are funny because I'm like, ooh, that was a funny move. If you did this, it would have like, you know, exacerbated like the game move you were trying to, whatever, improv fucking jargon. But like, it was you and like, I don't know, seven 
white dudes who were aggressively not funny and then like this other woman who was like I've never spoken before and I don't think I'll do it today so I was like you you are funny you we need people like you in New York come but it was just it was so cool it was just so funny like just watching men trying to be funny and you like effortlessly being like, hello. <laughs> I was like, oh, what a treat. I mean, it was, it, that was like one of the coolest, that was also the weekend that I met Patty Harrison and oh, became really? friends with her. Yeah. Because we both went to different schools in Ohio. She went to Ohio university and I went to Ohio state mm-hmm. and she, um, our schools got like the worst time slots at the festival. So we like sort of trauma bonded over that. But then we like her school and you, Keisha and Sashir were the only people who stayed to watch my school perform. Like even, even the hosts left because they gave us such a bad late time slot. Like we went right after the host school, like after the Mm -hmm. headliners. And so everybody left, including the school that was hosting us. Uh, but <laughs> it was very pivotal weekend for me. <laughs> I love improv in such a dumb way me because too. it's it's a dumb thing. Like a bunch of adults being like, and guess what? We're gonna make believe. But I've met like some of the best people of my life playing make believe. Totally. I mean, Patty and I used to at one point when she was living in Ohio, we were, well, we were both living in Ohio. I would drive to her house, pick her up, drive 30 minutes back to my house so we could do two person improv alone in my house. That's fucking <laughs> and adorable. Would, and then I would drive her home. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's so cute. That's what happens when your scene is a very, very small. <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. I mean, yeah, Sashir and I are still very close. We just bought $300 dresses from Instagram. Yes, wait, I, I want to see a picture. <laughs> oh, it is not okay. So the picture, it looked really cute. And then I got it, and I was like, this is bad. <laughs> And then I sent a picture to Sashir and she was like, it looks like it was designed in Party City. And I was like, yeah, it's not okay. And she's like, we still have to do our photo shoot in it. I was like, okay. (laughs) I'll show you. It's very ugly. I don't understand Instagram boutiques. Now you might look at it and go, yeah, Nicole, of course this was ugly. (laughs) No, no, no. I get, I get why this, I get why this was purchased. And it's really fun. It, it, and it, and I feel like right now the clothing that I'm buying is stuff that I might not normally buy, but it feels really fun. Yeah. I think that's all that I'm buying right now. Cause Sashir was like, I want that. And I was like, you, you dress like a weird earth mom slash witch. What do you mean you want this like glamorous, weird thing made out of, <laughs> I think it's made out of plastic. I don't know. <laughs> but I think she was like, I need joy. I need to like look down and feel joy. And that's how I've been dressing to leave my house. Not that I'm not dressing for myself, but like I like wearing something bright, poppy and fun for someone to go, "Ooh, don't you look happy? And I'm like, yes, today is a good day. (laughs) Yeah. Now more than ever, I'm dressing for attention and compliments. Yes, (laughs) because it's like I've been inside for so long and nobody's complimenting me. Yeah. What else do I have? (laughs) I have have control over nothing else. Yeah, It feels literally, truly insane. The other day. 
I I guess I hadn't worn makeup, <laughs> to be fair, hadn't worn makeup in maybe a week and a half. My The nice man who lives with me, I came downstairs and he was like, oh, you actually look nice. And I was like, actually? No. Okay, <laughs> actually? And then I had to put myself on tape for an audition and my roommate, John, uh, I was wearing a cardigan and a shirt and we were going through it and he was like, you need to go over these lines more. And I was like, you're right. So then I went upstairs, changed my cardigan to a leopard print one. And then he's like, oh, you think that's chic? Because I had said that the character is supposed to be chic. And I was like, yes, I no. think it's chic. And then I lost <laughs> my mind. I was like, I'm actually pretty. I'm not chic. I don't know these lines. I want this part. <laughs> and he was like, calm down. And I was like, ow, you don't tell me to calm down. <laughs> it was like the perfect storm of bullshit for me to lose my mind. I completely, the other day I had to tape something where I sang and wit very like, just like, was like, no, you, I was like feeling really insecure about it. Cause it's not something that I do normally. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just so anxious. She's like, look, you don't sing like Whitney Houston or whatever, but you sound good. And I was like, for some reason, I was like, you uh-huh. think I don't sing like Whitney Houston? <laughs> and I was like, I know I don't, but I was still like, how could you? <laughs> it's so funny that like the smallest thing, which you fully kind of agree with. I was like, yeah, leopard print's not chic. I find it a neutral, but like a lot of people don't. It's kind of like trashy. But like when he said not class, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> And in that moment, if he was like, you don't sound like Whitney Houston, I'm tone deaf. I would have still lost my mind. I was like, I can't believe that he would say something like that to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I know what I sound like. There's there's no world in which someone would hear me and be like, that's Whitney. (laughs) Oh, boy. We love that. It's Whitney back from the dead. This is beautiful. I do not like these fucking Zoom auditions and putting myself on tape. It's not for me. I don't like it. It makes me feel bad. I'm a very in-the-room girl. Same. <laughs> same. That's how I get things. You walk in. If you get everyone to tee-hee-hee once, that means you'll get a callback, at least for me. <laughs> yeah. But if I walk in and everyone's like, hmm, I'm like, oh, okay, they don't want this. Uh, <laughs> but like on a fucking Zoom, you're just like, hi. And then there's a delay sometimes. And then you're like, next joke. And then they're like, ha-ha. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, it's the worst is like when people will turn their cameras off and then turn it back on after you're done with the scene. And then they'll be like, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> like, like, you don't have to like I pretend to laugh. Oh, my God. It was re- it was really bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That's eerie. That is sort truly of for- forced. Eerie. Like, I'm like, I know that it wasn't so funny that like the laugh is carrying over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sometimes casting directors are um, a source of nightmares. Um, <laughs> I sometimes I will think about like what ladies say. This one lady, I had an audition. She was like, after I was done, she said, "Well, that was interesting. Cool, <laughs> that's great." And I said, "Thank you." And she went, "Okay." And I was like, "Huh? <laughs> Th- okay doesn't that's never been a response to thank you." I did not get it. <laughs> really, JK. <laughs> Oh, it's so fucking rude. We're in the rudest business. It's true. <laughs> like, I just, ugh, I, but I like it. One time someone, um, someone that I care about deeply told me to, um, I was portraying a couch and uh, <laughs> I was asked to sound more like a couch. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Which, 
you know, what's that mean? Did you ask, <laughs> what do you mean by that? I was sort of, I don't even remember if I asked for clarity because I was like, if you're saying that, then I don't think we're in the business of clarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had an audition where I was an elephant and they were like, can you do elephant effort noises? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and they're like, rolling. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? I've never been around an elephant. I don't know what elephants sound like. You know, the famous noises they make when they exert effort. Um, yeah, come oh, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know those. Yeah, uh, do, do, do. And then they were like, make an elephant like noise with the the nose. And I was like, again, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to do that. Lately, I've just been like, just... Tell me, give me a line read and I'll just repeat verbatim what you said. Yes. I want to go home. I want to go back <laughs> home. <laughs> I also think I can dance until people go, hey, can you dance? And then <laughs> so I just did this thing where we it was like a party scene. And with COVID, it was the saddest party. Like there was nobody <laughs> at this party and we're all social distanced. Um, but they were like, OK, we're going to dance to the music. The music's going to drop out. And as soon as, and I have rhythm if I like really concentrate on the beat. So I was like concentrating on the beat, the person I was dancing with, it looked like we were dancing and then the music dropped off and I thought I was keeping the beat, but then I look him in the eyes and he's mimicking me and fully making fun of me to my face. No. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and I was like, you can't talk. It's you, can't, there's music. So I was just trying to find the beat but there was no music. It was a literal nightmare. I it's truly not your was, fault. Oh, I was very upset and like <laughs> sad, but also laughing. It was. Oh. One time I went in for a McDonald's commercial and I had forgotten that I had said that I could dance on my like, <laughs> list of skills. <laughs> the guy was like, okay, so you're a dancer. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, great. Um, yeah, so this will be just sort of like a like sort of hip hoppy song. So if you want to just like dance, um, go for it. And there was like no music, and it was him and me alone in the room. And I just sort of was like, um, I don't I don't really know. Like, um, is there anything that you like want? Or um <laughs> can you help me? And he was like, All right, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> but not before he was like now try to dance while like pretending to eat fries. And I was like, I just don't think that this is something that <laughs> will go well for me. Very, I wonder if they wanted you to like break dance while eating fries. I'm sure there were people who really could pull that off, but I was like, I just don't even, I don't want there to be like footage of me doing mm, this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what I have about my special skills and I don't, they tell you resumes are important. But I don't know if anyone's ever asked me for a resume. This was when I was like still living in Ohio and it hasn't been something that has come up for me since. But yeah. Also, they tell you to get headshots. I guess they use headshots. I feel like that's over now. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, but I, it didn't stop me from getting fully scammed in Ohio. But oh no. <laughs> what happened? There was just someone who was like, all right, if you want to work with us, you need to get headshots and you need to get them taken by this guy. He's the best in the biz. And it was just like, I looked insane. Like they <laughs> fully, like, I just like, I look so like, um, whitewashed in them. It's really oh, sad. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll find one. It'll take me a minute to find it, but I will send you one after. It's really, it's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> I have gotten headshots 
I think four times. And I went to this person, I think their name was Thaddeus. No, it was something weird. And I was wearing blue contacts at the time. Yes. <laughs> and he was like, are you sure you want your headshots with blue contacts? And I was like, that's who I am. And this is what I look like. <laughs> and I look so scary. <laughs> I'll have to find that. I'm blown out. I'm a different color than I've ever been. I'm I'm super super light with these like blue steel blue. Eye. I look it. I fully my look hair, insane. My hair is like straightened and like foundation caked on. Like any oh, trace no. of olive like removed from my skin. <laughs> like crusty lips. I look so insane and bad and like ten years older than I look now. It is oh re- no. It's pretty sad. It like I feel like I looked at. I searched for them a while back trying to see them because I was like this will be so funny. And I was like. This is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. And you're like, ooh, wait, I can't wait to tee hee hee. And you're like, oh no, this is this is the saddest thing I've ever ever seen. I was really abused. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up. And Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. 
Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho. <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Can I talk to you about, so you're, Wonderful. You have been making hygiene kits for our unhoused friends, which I feel like is more than what our government is doing, (laughs) which is like the bare minimum. And I think it's really great. How did you get involved doing that? So I had been volunteering for a while with um, an amazing group called Sela, um, which is a um, it's like Silver Lake Echo Park, Los Feliz at water Hollywood and they've expanded to more neighborhoods, but Mm -hmm. they're a great group that does outreach. They had partnered with this group called resistorhood. So this, these women, Kat Kim and Mary Kenny started at the original hygiene kit drive, which put, I want to say like, like thousands of kits. And I just participated in that as a volunteer and found it really comforting and inspiring. And it was just like a very accessible way 
to get involved because it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic and so many outreach services for unhoused people were no longer viable because it Mm -hmm. required so much in-person contact or like facilities weren't available anymore. So it just felt good to do. Then they sort of said that, you know, they are so busy because they run these organizations and they were like, we just don't have the bandwidth to keep doing this every month. And I was just sort of like, I guess I could try. Um, and I'd never done any kind of like outreach or anything like that, or like any kind of significant organizing before that. But I was like, I'm pretty organized. And like, I know that I have this like awesome network of friends that will want to help. So I'll try. And then, um, accidentally raised a lot of money and then was like, okay, I guess I'll just do this until I (laughs) run out of money. And, um, so I've been doing that since like April or May, I can't remember, but we've done like 8,000 kits so far. So we've done, um, a ton, I think so a ton of, a ton of hygiene kits and then a ton of, um, like menstruation kits too. Yeah. I, the menstruation kits are so good because it never occurred to me. Like, I'm very fortunate. I, you know, have a place to stay. But, like, my period is so fucking messy. Me too. And I have a house. And I cannot imagine not having a house and having to deal with that every fucking month. Yes, I'm literally sitting on a chair that is covered in period stains. (laughs) 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 And that's, like, me in the comfort of my home wearing... Uh my clothes plugged up with a tampon and I'm still like destroying property. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's so fucked up. I (laughs) cannot wait to not ever have my period again, dude. It is bad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But what will I complain about after that? Um, I'm just kidding. I'll find something. (laughs) You can find so many things. I'll find something. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's like, it's just something that I personally had never really thought about. Like, obviously, it is so in your face, uh, like the people who are unhoused and how much of a big deal it is in LA. But Mm -hmm. I just had not really thought about periods until doing weekly outreach with Sila and talking to unhoused women and seeing what they were asking for. And it was like, oh my God, duh. I can't believe Mm -hmm. this never occurred to me. And I hadn't even originally included it in the kits because I was like, these kits aren't only going to people who get periods, blah, blah, blah. And it, it just, um, one of my friends, Anna Saragina was like, you should consider menstruation products. And I was like, oh yeah. Duh. That that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's just been so cool. Like almost everybody who does the kits is it's almost entirely people that I know from comedy. And it just it's also been nice to like see everybody. But it's been great. So where can people donate if they want to if they're in the Los Angeles area? So right now, um, I'm actually I don't need donations right now, but oh, Resistorhood great. LA is doing drives, is doing a huge drive because this is coming out October 30th. So uh, Resistorhood mm-hmm. LA is doing a huge drive in um, November. So any money that you would maybe want to donate to me, you can donate to them. Or there's Sela, um, LA Can, K-Town for All, Polly's Project, Fish of West Valley Pantry. There's like so many LA groups that are great mm-hmm. to donate to. And um 
just really doing amazing work. Oh, and Polo's Pantry, um, which is run by Melissa Asadera, who does like incredible food work around LA. See, I like smaller things because smaller things like get immediately to people. Yeah. So I've been donating a lot to like, uh, I can't remember. Fuck, I have to look. It's like Silver Lake Water Project or something. I don't think I'm oh, yeah. saying the right thing. And there's there's Water Drop LA. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Water, Water Drop LA. Ground Game and Miss Rogers Hood. I mean, there's just so many. And then, you know, wherever people who are listening live, I'm sure there are amazing groups in their yeah. area, too, that could really, really use the money. Yeah, this was the year that I realized that supporting local community-based uh, things that help the community are better than donating to, like, bigger things. Because bigger things have to take the money, allocate it, pay people, this, that, and the other before it trickles down. And it's a lot like donating to like a bigger corporation to me is like thinking you're going to vote for the president and everything will trickle down. It's yeah. like if you have to get in at the bottom and like maybe the two people who run this thing are helping like 100 people, that's better than donating to this like big ominous thing that you don't know where the money is going. Yeah. And it just feels better. It's like, oh yeah, this is somebody that like I know and that I could see out on the street and I know what mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing and where the work that they're doing is going. It's it, it, yeah, it feel, you feel more connected to it. Yeah. I asked you the hygiene kits and then immediately was like, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you asked and that is what yes, matters. And that's, you know, that's the one, it's the thought that counts. Uh, yeah. I mean, volunteering is like a a thing where I was like, I would never. And I don't know why I was like that in my early twenties. I was like, I would never. And now I'm like, why would I ever think, why did I think that way? I felt that way too, though. Cause last year was really the first time I was ever, I think ever really volunteering for anything with Sila. And I think I just felt so embarrassed that I had never done it before. Mm -hmm. And then Hayes Davenport, who is, a comedy person who's really involved with Sila was like, you should come volunteer sometime. Cause I was like, Oh, that, um, that organization looks amazing. Just like making conversations. Like you should come. And I was like, Oh, totally. I'd love to do it sometime. And I was like, great. I put you on the list for Saturday. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And I think I was just so convinced that I would like do something stupid or like do volunteering wrong, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. And embarrassed that it like hadn't really occurred to me to do it before. And it was just like, as soon as I got there, I was like, Oh my God, like what is my problem? This is so nice. I'm meeting amazing people and feeling really, I was the first time I ever like really felt connected to LA too. Cause I mm-hmm. was pretty new to LA. Yeah. I like that, but I fully understand and see you and you're like, what if I volunteer wrong? Because that's <laughs> yeah. how I currently feel. Like, what if I do it wrong? What if people are like, she's a bad volunteer? Yes, completely. But then it's like, they're like, okay, move. Um, Can you go over there and separate the shirts by sizes? And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's the easiest thing. Yeah, what did I think I was going to be doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're not a trained doctor, don't bother showing up. <laughs> Well, to get back to love and relationships, because it is a love and relationship podcast, and sometimes people message me and say, you're not talking enough about love and relationships, but also, I'm not dating right now, and the world is on fire! Uh, do you remember your first significant other? 
Yes. <laughs> Wait, actually, I I remember I just messaged you about this a little while ago, but um, <laughs> the guy who was my first boyfriend who took my virginity is a big fan of yours. <laughs> Which is very funny. <laughs> so you were really in, really seeping into every corner of my life. Honestly, it, it truly boggles my mind because I don't have very many straight male friends. <laughs> or friends, fans, straight male fans. I I really think you do, though. <laughs> I guess so. But usually when I was allowed to tour and do shows, uh, I shouldn't say allowed. I can, you know, go kill a bunch of people and do shows. But yeah, um, le- legally, you you may. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty cool. I may, which is so crazy to me. <laughs> I just it seems so weird to be like, I'm going to get on a plane, invite a bunch of people to a close space to tee ha 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 at jokes that I have been done in eight months but um <laughs> usually after shows the straight men who would come would be like i had no idea who you were i didn't know who you were when i rolled up here my girlfriend dragged me but uh, you're pretty funny well, so and it's like they bend over and they have like a nailed it tattoo <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like who is this for yeah okay great you're straight awesome <laughs> I would love for someone to bend over and have a nailed it tattoo. I think it would be very funny. I feel like I am inches away. It's like <laughs> keeping me alive. <laughs> the way that I laugh. Such a silly show. At every single reveal. <laughs> I, I laugh too. In the later seasons, people have gotten a little more uptight, I think. So oh no. and they, they cut it so you can't really see that. But I think people are taking it more seriously because they're like, oh, this is like a solid amount of money on the line. So, like, I can be the best out of everyone else who's mediocre. Where in, like, the first two seasons, people had no idea what the show was. And they'd be like, I don't know. Here's what I did. <laughs> so, yeah, it's lately so it's been like, uh-uh. I have to like critique it in a way where I'm like, I don't hurt your feelings. Where in the first season they were like, I know it's trash. Can we giggle? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been an interesting learning curve. It is iconic to, at this stage, see someone who refuses to follow a recipe. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to me because we give them, so we give them the recipe. We just don't tell you how to assemble it. So like in a normal recipe, it's like add the flour slowly as you have the mixer on low. This is just like, here's flour, butter, salt, sugar. Yeah. And then you have to decide how you add it. And then we will not tell you how to assemble it, which to me is like, that's fun. It's like Legos. It's like Tetris. It's funny. Just put it together. <laughs> it's so funny that the show works. It's so wild. Oh, I just, I, there was one day I turned it on having really just only watching it because you were doing it. And I, I like the shock of what it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> Have you seen Hot Dog? I have. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. It reminds me a little bit of Nailed It, but like in a way where people know what they're doing, though. So but then sometimes you see some of the wildest dogs. It's also like like what Matt Rogers was like made to do. Yes. Yes. There's one episode where Matt is flirting so hard with this nice gentleman and it made me laugh so hard. I just, yes. I really love watching people be like, oh, I'm going to take my shot and I'm going <laughs> to swing hard. And then after like they're done interacting with them being like, did you see what I did? I took my <laughs> shot. Like to me, that's so funny. 
Well, it's you, it's you with Weston. <laughs> yes. Oh, Weston. Weston Barr. <laughs> He's a, uh, yeah, it's funny. I feel like I'm the little sister he has never wanted or asked for. Because sometimes I'll do things in his face. And then after we, like, stop, I'm like, I'm sorry. And he's like, it's whatever, Nicole. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> but, you know, it makes me happy. Oh, wait, I don't remember what oh my boyfriend <laughs> I yes. was like, how did oh, we get yes, here yes, yes. <laughs> I also couldn't remember I was like hmm I asked something I don't know <laughs> oh yeah your first boyfriend how old were you I think like 13 I, th- okay. I can't remember if we started we dated on and off through like junior high and high wow. school and yeah but he was my first almost everything <laughs> oh <laughs> Not, yeah, I didn't yeah. date until I left my house. I mean, kind of great. <laughs> <laughs> I What was I watching? I was watching something where it was like a dad didn't want his daughter to date or something. You know, like that old trope or whatever. And I was like, my dad didn't care. My dad was like, Ugh, go do whatever. My parents both did. They cared? They cared. They were not. I, I was I was being sneaky. Oh, I just, oh, I was watching 90 Day Fiance, the only thing I watch. And uh, like the dad, he was like, this one couple really wanted the dad to like embrace them. And then he like came to the door and went back in and they were devastated. And I was like, well, that's what my dad would have done. He would have came downstairs and been like, great. And then gone right back upstairs. Like I was like, what more do you want from a stoic man from a different country? <laughs> I don't want to drag my dad too hard, but um, I <laughs> got, so I got asked to prom when I was a freshman and that is, you know, starts as a huge brag, but the story yeah. will go, the story will go downhill. <laughs> um, so I was like, great. I'll, I'll ask my dad. And my dad was like, he should call me. And I was like, okay, I'll have him call you. And then the boy calls my house and he's like, can I please take Mitra to prom? And my dad was like, no. <laughs> and I was like on the other side of the door being like, dad, what? Your dad's really funny. That's so funny. I want him to call me so I can reject him to his fucking face. It was crazy. Like just not, I, I could never have imagined. <laughs> That would be the outcome. It's truly perfect. That's <laughs> I love when parents do things like that. Like throwing myself against the door, screaming, no, crying. Daddy, <laughs> I go to prom. So you didn't get to go to prom as a freshman? I did not go. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's for the best. Because I fine. do think there's a huge difference between how you are freshman year and senior year. Like, I feel oh, yeah. like you're still a baby as a freshman. And then as a senior, yeah, you're still a baby, but then you're like, I'm a baby with a little bit of experience. Yes. <laughs> it was completely fine. <laughs> but he did. The boy asked me via a Harry Potter book, which was very uh, amazing to me at the time. Wait, what? So did he like stick it a note in the Harry Potter book? Yes. And I think there was like some like cute lead up, but I don't remember what it was, but I like opened the book and it was like, will you go to prom with me? And I was very charmed. And then of course it didn't work. (laughs) That is, that is sweet. (laughs) Also, what a bummer that Harry Potter, I mean, it wasn't a huge part of my childhood, but like I did enjoy the books up until book four or no five, no four. 
And then now she's just really terrible. Yeah, I it was a so I read the first book in like second grade or something like that. And then the Mm -hmm. last movie came out after like right after my high school graduation. So it really did sort of like bookend Mm -hmm. my childhood and like meant a lot to me. So it's sort of nice to have that um, completely ripped from my arms. (laughs) (laughs) It's so wild. Yeah. I just it like and every time I see her like tweet that trans women aren't women I'm like who who told you this and why do you feel this way I did I did block her which I never thought would happen in my life but I I just anytime I saw her I blocked her and I muted her name because I was like Mm -hmm. nothing good is gonna come of me seeing this and like how many times can I just like dunk on her on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) I haven't muted it or blocked her Because every time it comes up, I just, like, get confused. I'm like, why do you feel the need? Why why do you need to say this? I'm so (laughs) confused about people who have comments on things that have nothing to do with their lives. Yeah. I I now, well, I deactivated Twitter recently because it was ruining my life. Congratulations. And um, I'm sure I'll be back on in, like, a week. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, God bless. But I have a mute list that is like 70 phrases long. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Twitter is very bad. It's It's really bad. I was like, if I'm muting that many phrases, should I (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't be. (laughs) If it requires constant maintenance for me to not want to die every time I look at it, perhaps it's not something I need. (laughs) I just don't like when I tweet some things like I tweeted something about how like I wanted universal health care, but also to be dupe dicked. And <laughs> what a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> but then like a bunch of weird trolls would like trolled it. And they were like, here's why you can't have all that stuff. And then wouldn't comment on the deep dicking. And I'm like, so you missed the joke. One, <laughs> two. Yes, we can have universal health care. And mm. things of that nature. But then I, I don't know. This year's the year I've learned I think I'm a socialist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Capitalism's so interesting and weird. And I don't get it. Well, I think it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect and it's been working and we can't change a thing. <laughs> I would like for all things to remain the same. It's been great chatting with you. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. And um, I can't vote because um, I love capitalism so much. And everyone else can make the choice for me. Bye-bye. My husband doesn't let me vote. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say it as a joke, but like there was a woman listening who's like, "Uh, that's me. Uh, Yeah. And to you listening, (laughs) please vote. Yeah. Please vote. Leave your husband. (laughs) Most importantly, leave your husband. Yeah, and leave him. Leave your husband, and then on the way to wherever you're going, there's going to be a box, <laughs> and you can vote. Oh boy, I have you voted yet? Yeah, I need to go <laughs> drop my little ballot in the box, and I just like I like voting in person. So this whole absentee or vote by mail thing is like kind of bugging me out. I like I just the I like the city like the line <laughs> I mean I don't like it when it's long but like I like being online I like pressing the buttons last year or no four years ago I thought I accidentally voted for Trump <laughs> because I broke the ballot because it was not the computer it was like the scantron thing and I was like 
po- I was doing something. I think you poke it. I don't remember. But then I was like, I broke it. And the lady was like, well, I'm not allowed to touch it. And I was like, but I broke it. And she was like, here, fine. And she like looked away as she fixed it because there's like very, there's rules. And I don't know if there's like cameras watching these people because it's all fucked up. But she like fixed it for me. And then I was like, wait, did I vote for Trump? She was like, just go over there and finish voting. I did it. I did good. I voted for uh, (laughs) our Lord and Savior, uh, Hillary, to break the glass ceiling. Ultimate girl boss squad. Yes, she's a girl boss. Slay queen, slay. The fact that she's endorsing anybody in the races in Los Angeles, I was like, why? I was like, like you're dusting me. Go away. Go away, bitch. (laughs) We are done with you. And I was like, honestly, though, it would be a solid bit if she ran again. It would be so and her, and, her, and her slogan is just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Who knows? I've lost my mind. I would have loved it so much. She runs again with the slogan, why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Or like she, the slogan is like, today is the day. This is my turn. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I get that energy from her. She's like, it should have been me. Like, lady, chill the fuck out. Go away. <laughs> Had enough. Oh, I just, <laughs> it's exhausting. And the, <laughs> I love when people are like, I can't wait till after election day. I'm like, you, you can't stop. We have to keep like holding people to task to change. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. When it's, when the election day ends, everything will be perfect. Everything will be <laughs> back to normal or a lot of the same. And I'm excited about it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, when this comes out, it'll be what, like four days away? Oh my God. Makes yeah, me sick. <laughs> it's going to be really close. But there's been like a record number of ballots being cast. And I think that's really great. That feels very positive to me. Yeah. But uh, that that's the, the most positive thing that I'm willing to say. <laughs> it's nice that a lot of people are voting. <laughs> yeah. We just got to figure out how they're voting. It's also Scary. so wild. I just like read an article about how the like there was a company, maybe in Ohio, that was supposed to make uh, the mail-in ballots for people in like uh, Pennsylvania in Ohio, I think. And they delayed them by like 10 days. And I was like, well, this is like more than voter suppression. This seems like a crime. I feel like so many crimes are happening and nobody's getting arrested. No, nobody's going to get arrested. And uh, they're just all the rules and stuff. It's like if it's not in the right envelope at the right angle. Yeah, that to me is fucking nuts. And in some states you can't take a selfie with your ballot. And that's that should be a crime. (laughs) <laughs> that you can't like, take a selfie. How do they find you? Yeah, it's like who's reporting that? Like, there's unsolved murders. How are you <laughs> fucking finding people taking selfies with ballots? Yeah, how about how about find the missing kids, bitch? Yeah, like, find them kids. <laughs> <laughs> just in general. <laughs> I don't know which ones. Just find the fucking kids. <laughs> well, Mitra, we've come to the end. <laughs> This has been truly delightful. I <laughs> enjoy you so much, and I think you're so fucking funny. Same. <laughs> oh, thank you. Do you have anything you want to promote? 
If people have not checked out Three Busy Debras on Adult Swim, please watch often. All or most of the episodes are free on adultswim.com. But if that is not the case when this comes out, please do not hold me accountable for that. <laughs> you also have this great Comedy Central um, stand-up where you're doing a character the whole time <laughs> and the audience is not sure if it's real. And... That is honestly maybe one of like my favorite genres of comedy where the audience is like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's like every 30 seconds, there's something that they're like, okay, this is a joke. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's really funny. Thank um, you. And then I saw you at the satellite. Rest in peace. I'm so sad that the satellite's not doing shows or comedy shows anymore. Me too. I love that place. But Me you, too. you did a bit where you were an incel and you were screaming about a comic that we all know. And I was guffawing. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. And again, the audience was like, oh. <laughs> I've been encouraged to stop using real people's first and last names. <laughs> it's honestly, it makes it funnier to me. I fucking love it. It's, the bit is just you screaming and it's so funny. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I love it. Thanks. Oh, and cool. check out Urgent Care. Me and Joel can boost or host a podcast together. That's and my Joel's other plug. simply the best. And if you like Joel, you can listen to his episode of Why Won't You Date Me? <laughs> but this has been Why Won't You Date Me? If you like this episode, you can like it. You can subscribe. You can give me a five-star review. And if you send me something nasty, I will read it out loud. Like something nasty hitting on me or just <laughs> talking about my body. Because, you know, I like that. I set it up and I still like it. Um, <laughs> so this person said, if I am Jim Henson, your pussy is my puppet. I want to make that bitch sing in languages she never thought she knew. We'll get together like Jim and his producer, David Connell. This is deep. Oh. And create a brand new approach to childhood programming. Oh, no. That's, oh. That ends up setting the bar for mainstream development media for the future. You know, this Feels like one, this is more about Jim Henson than it is about you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll read this other one. This one's not dirty. This person just said, Hi, Nicole. I am a fan because I watch well. I think you have a lot of fun. I want to live with you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is uh, honestly more intimate than the first one. Kind of. I, I want, want to, to live, live with, with you. you. I love that. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'll be taking you in, but that's so funny that you want to live with me. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, that's it. Uh, bye-bye. Okay, so I forgot to ask Mitra if she would date me. So I emailed her and asked her to record her answer. And I haven't even heard it yet. So, uh, ooh, I can't wait to hear it. So the answer is yes, I would date you. Um, you're so fun. You're so funny. Uh, gorgeous, talented, successful. I mean, what is not to like? And just so nice. I think the only thing that um, would maybe keep me from that em emphatic yes is just that um, I look up to you so much. So there might be like a little bit of a power thing just because we met um, when I was very new to comedy and you've sort of been, um, dare I say, um, mentor-ish or at least like someone that I really look up to. So, um, but I think, um, 
we could get past that. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.